everybody. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. We have today Sergio. Sergio is a relationship coach and healer. And today we're going to discuss how you can transmute these chronic uh, health conditions through relating to people better. So Sergio, huge welcome to you. Uh, and, you know, let's dive in. I want to talk about uh, how we have these chronic health issues and how you can resolve m much of those through just better relationships. So can you share with us a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. Hello, Alok. It's my great pleasure to be here. And uh, thank you all, your audience, for being here with us. So the way, so I was born as a, born as a relationship coach, as a dating coach, because a while ago, it used to be difficult for me to relate to to women, uh, but through this, I got introduced to meditation and I got mm -hmm. introduced to other spiritual practices that would make me more, in theory, would just make me more confident, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the end though, what I found, like I was dragged down into this rabbit hole of new information about healing that showed me how I could, uh, I could heal from my chronic conditions. Uh, I have mm -hmm. uh, two, now I have only one, actually I used to have two, I managed to heal one, which was a chronic uh, breathing, issues with my nose. I couldn't breathe from my nose properly uh, until October last year. I'm 27 now for the first 26 years of my life. I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. I had five surgeries uh, wow. with uh, very good doctors in Italy. Yes. They solved a few things, but they didn't manage to go to the root for some reason. Mm -hmm. And in the end, after the last surgery, when I was 21, they told me, listen, we, there, isn't, there isn't much else we can do here. Mm -hmm. I was kind of frustrated as well because I was like, what? I mean, you are the doctors, right? You, you study this your entire life. How come you don't have a solution for this? Mm -hmm. How come? Mm -hmm. the, something so basic, by the way, because what was happening yeah. was that my, my turbinates, I think they're called like this in English, would inflate at random moments during the day, sometimes even for the entire day. So yeah. I couldn't breathe from my nose, never. And so uh, I read a book called Letting Go by David Hawkins, which is a reading I recommend to literally everybody. And in this book, the guy says he recovered from many chronic illnesses. And so I start applying the process and I start, you know, doing it my own way. And I do it for many years. Like it took me three years, three years and a half of practice. Wow. And especially in the last, uh, last year from May to, mm -hmm. in May last year, I decided to commit fully to healing my nose. And yeah. so the only thing I do every single day, is like four or five hours of this letting go process of this meditation that I do, which is yeah. all about staying inside pain. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, I want to talk about a really important point you made. Yeah. That these doctors did not get to the root issue of what was actually causing that mm -hmm. symptom of not being able to breathe. So let's dive yes. into that. You know, what was the root issue of this physical symptom of not being able to breathe? What did you learn? Yes. The root of so much that we need uh, 10 podcasts to, to tell everything that <laughs> I will sum up. So essentially, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of stuck energy in the heart area and inside the lungs. Oh, wow. The issue was not in the nose itself, but in the lungs mainly. Mm. And how do I know this? I don't know this because I did some exams or I did some x-rays. I know this because with my own awareness, I myself became aware of what was going on inside the body. Mm -hmm. I went in and I started knowing what's going on. This is something we don't do. We don't, we are not doctors of ourselves. That's how we are supposed yeah. to be though. You know, our body has the capacity to heal. Our mind has the capacity to heal. 
our energy mm -hmm. as well. But we don't get told this. We get the idea that when I'm ill, I should go to somebody with the authority to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. And then the guy gives me some pills. I take the pills and uh, <laughs> everything should be okay. Right. You know, I, I noticed with Western medicine, it's great for acute, you know, illness, but for chronic illness, and this is, I've studied, you know, um, I have a master's in biology. I have a, uh, sorry, a BS in biology and a master's in human nutrition. Mm -hmm. Chronic illness is such a deep, you know, psychosomatic illness that you can't just approach it through a surface level, you know, pill or a surgery. Mm -hmm. You really need to go deep into the emotional, the mental, and those, you know, the emotional and mental actually creates the physical, right? And I was talking on the previous episode with Kelly, Kelly Love, she's also a body expert. She was explaining how your face and the features of your body literally mimic the thoughts and emotions you hold within yourself, right? So Sergio, I want you to explain to us the importance of, you know, understanding what you're holding within, within your heart, within your lungs, within your body. How does that affect us on a day-to-day -day basis? So we all have a thing called vibe. You know, when you hang out with your friends, there must be a friend who is very nice to be around because he's a good vibe. He is very fun. He never takes things personally. He's very good to be around. You can feel it. You don't know, mm. you cannot pinpoint what it is exactly that is more mm -hmm. funny than others or is smarter or whatever. It's just good to be around. And then there are people, you probably know some who are very heavy to be around, you know, who are this very dragging energy, who are always there to fight or are always complaining or are, ah, they are just unattractive. You don't want to be around them. Okay. Right. So we, like the, the, the previous host you had, she was saying that our mimic, our body posture, our everything reflects what we have inside. The way I see it is that Literally every single thing we do mm -hmm. yep. is a reflection of what we have inside. Our way of being outside is a reflection of our way of being inside. We are like, it's like a fractal, you know? So if yeah, you have yeah. a, some fear inside of you, that represents all our, from within you to the outside and all, all around you, okay? In, yeah. in your way of yeah. being. So people will notice you're afraid of something. People will notice you're you are holding a grudge. And yeah, this has to absolutely. do a lot with relationships too and dating. So, for example, I teach relationships, right? That's my main focus for the moment. What makes a man attractive? Many things can be, but mostly it is his vibe. Is he lighthearted? Is he fun? Is mm. he able to stand on his ground without taking things personally? Mm. Meaning, yeah. can I, like what women look for are a man who they can trust. Yeah. And what yeah. tells that you can be trusted is that you have a good vibe. You're not going to be vengeful. You're not going to get angry for stupid things. Mm. The reason why somebody has a higher or lower vibe than somebody else is because the sum total of the energies that are stuck within him are mm -hmm. lower or higher. So if okay. you have a certain quantity of fear, a certain quantity of guilt, a certain quantity of uh, anger, mm -hmm. and I have less than you, anybody, mm -hmm. really anybody can tell the difference between us. They can tell that you can get angry easily, you know? So... What you're saying is when we have stuck energy that we hold in our channels, 
mm-hmm. then that lowers our vibe and it decreases our attractiveness to the opposite gender or you know whatever you're into right mm-hmm. um versus when you open up those stuck energies then you increase your vibration and you start to attract i would say it's not only in just dating but it's true in business as well when you can Mm -hmm. freely flow and create and express the right people are naturally attracted to you and your vibe right it's such a big big thing Sergio, can you tell us what are some of the, uh, you know, in your work, what are the main reasons that guys have a low vibe? Where do they get stuck? So when we are born, our mind is there to try to make sense of the world because it wants us to survive. We are born and we know absolutely nothing about anything. The only thing the mind knows is that if we cry, we get some food from our mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the mind starts to make sense of things, to make us survive. So we may notice how if we do a certain behavior, our mother and our father are happier. If we do certain things, they are less happy. If they are happy, we survive. If we are unhappy, we don't survive. Mm-hmm. When there are informations that come from the external, that make us question our survival, our well-being, our um, sensation of being loved and received and well accepted, yeah. that's when a trauma is created. What is a trauma? Mm-hmm. Trauma is at the core is a misconception about reality. It's the idea we get partially when we are children that life sucks, that only bad mm-hmm. things are there for us. Okay, that our well-being is put under discussion, discussion in discussion. When we as we grow up, our experiences stuck on top of each other. One trauma okay. stacks on top of the other. You know, so maybe yeah. your mother kind of abandons you when you're three years old. Then when you're six mm-hmm. years old. Uh, in school, they bully you or they mock you because you like a little girl. And then okay, when you're okay. in high school, the, 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 your first girlfriend leaves you for another guy. Yeah. And by the way, the traumas all go in a certain direction. Like the original one mm. is the abandonment from your mother. It keeps repeating itself with different flavors, God. different people, but it's always the same thing going on because it's always the same energy and it's always the same program running in your mind that it just executes itself. Got it, got and it, so, got it. When we get traumatized, the mind takes that as a reality, as a program, and it keeps running it. It's like a computer. Mm-hmm. And it keeps recreating the situation in our life. Now, okay. you, as a guy, you can have issues with um, fear of rejection. That's one of the most common ones. You can have issues with, or you can have issues with opening up emotionally to women, with being emotionally mm-hmm. available, we say. These are the two most common. Like either you are a nerd guy sure. who's not able to approach women, or you can be, you know, the, the alpha playboy wears a lot mm. of women, but he's unavailable. He's a bit of a narcissist. Okay. Yeah. I work with people on both ends of the spectrum. It could, it could be either and everything in between. Let's break the solution that down. For, let's, yeah. let's break it down. What causes this emotional unavailability? Uh, is it a fear of rejection? Is it a childhood abandonment? Mm. What creates this for most men? So... Everybody has a different flavor of the same thing. There is some sense of lack of love at the core of, mm-hmm. uh, there is the idea that if I open up and I show up as I am, I will not be wanted. I will not be loved. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. I've noticed for myself when I have a hard time connecting with somebody, uh, that could portray as 
emotional, emotionally disconnected. Um, I have a feeling, this is a personal feeling, that if you're having a hard time connecting with yourself, you have a hard time connecting with others. So mm -hmm. when I try to connect with somebody, it's literally like I'm trying to connect with myself. What parts of myself yes. am I trying to connect with through connecting with the other? Um, you know, what, what do you feel in the body, right? Let's focus on the body. What do you feel is the main kind of body part or area that a guy could focus on or a girl? that they could focus on if they're feeling this disconnection or this lack of emotional availability? Hmm. I wouldn't approach it like this because you're not supposed to do what Sergio says. You're supposed to do what your body, your intuition tell you to do. Mm. So I cannot say focus on this part if you want to be more emotionally available. Mm. When you're getting close to some, and by the way, you're, you are uh, precise when you say that my relationship to myself is a mirror of the relationship I have with others. In fact, yeah. what I really, really teach is how to have a better relationship with yourself, which is the mm -hmm. only one that really matters in the end. The one yeah. with other people are there to help you bring awareness on how your relationship with yourself is being dysfunctional. So if you are emotionally unavailable with others, it's because you're emotionally unavailable to yourself. Yeah. And yeah. it is with yourself, you got to solve the thing if you really want to solve it with others. Otherwise, it doesn't work. You know, now, I've back been... to your question. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll finish um, very quick. Go ahead. Let's say you're trying to open up to a woman, but you feel like you cannot. You want to become aware of where your body is getting blocked. For somebody, it can be in the chest. Others, it can mm -hmm. be in the throat. Others, it can be in the stomach. For somebody, it can be in the genitals. It can be in the feet. It doesn't... I don't know. You have to yeah. find out. Then, That's beautiful. after you find it out, you want to stay with it. You want to relax into that pain. You want to relax into the tension. You want to receive the information that that pain is bringing you. That's how you process it. That's how you heal. When you're able to stay in the pain and welcome it. That's an experience of unconditionality you want to give to yourself, of being there for yourself, no matter what you're feeling. You which know, is, by the um, way, what everybody looks for. The Sorry, I'll finish. Which is, by the, yeah. by the way, what everybody is looking for in the partners is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, give it to yourself first. Yeah. So earlier when we connected, we talked about your journey through ayahuasca as a healing process. Can you mm -hmm. share a little bit about how how that has helped you in your own journey into the shamanic yeah. world? How that's helped you process this uh, maybe lack yes, of connection? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the entire cluster of things I, I had, of course. So I took ayahuasca around 100 times now, and I will be deepening my experiencing with it in Colombia. I mean, I've been in Colombia for the next two months still, and I will be working with the shamans here. So far, what I can tell you about ayahuasca is that ayahuasca shows you, like any other psychedelic, what are the things you must become aware of, you must process, but ayahuasca mm -hmm. doesn't do the work with you, for you, excuse me. Mm -hmm. It can, it to just some shows extent. you, it, it just shows you it the way it mostly shows you exactly. If you yeah. think you take ayahuasca, that's going to solve your problems. You are on. No, that's not how it works. No. If you think taking ayahuasca may show you how to better solve yourself, then yes, that's, that's the idea mm. if you want to take it. Now, where did it bring me? Well, there were many experiences of physical healing in which ayahuasca was enhancing the process that I used to heal my body. 
they were um, experiences of uh, relational healing with other people where by being smashed on ayahuasca and talking to others, things would come out. They wouldn't oh, have wow. normally come out. Okay. Yeah. And that's something I've been doing quite, quite often, like taking ayahuasca and talking to people and doing, doing stuff together. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's a thing. Um, then what? Oh, and then of course they are the most spiritual experiences, if we may call them, we may call them like that, like really exploring consciousness in its details, in its depth, and getting at the core of what I actually am, even beyond my body, beyond my psyche, beyond my energy. Right, right. And I, I've never, I've never done ayahuasca, but I've researched it, and it's from my understanding it's a very powerful tool to show you mm -hmm. where you are misaligned especially energetically with mm -hmm. your highest path or your purpose um mm -hmm. what was a big realization what did you discover about yourself uh through these through these healing journeys well, the, I will be a bit uh, controversial here, and I really hope that your audience is uh, well-educated enough to take what I'm saying in the right way. Uh, I discovered that I am not Sergio. I am not this Sergio guy living his life and doing the things he's doing. I am this sort of presence behind it, this sort of empty space that is aware of things, but is the things as well, but also not. Mm -hmm. So to put it in a different way, I am the dreamer and the dream in which I am. Yep. It's like, you know, like when you're playing a video game, there is the character and there is the video game. And then there is you playing with the joypad. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the Holy Trinity, you know, the, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That was the yeah. realization. Like I'm not the character guy. Mm -hmm. I, I am mm -hmm. the guy playing with the joypad, but mm -hmm. actually, I am also the video game and all the yeah. three of us are connected. We are all the same thing. Wow. That's, so that was, yes. Yeah. That was one of the strongest ones. Yes. And then there was a lot of deepening inside this because here's another thing with mystical experiences and realizations that people really don't get. People may take psychedelics once and they have a mystical experience. They go like, oh, I'm enlightened now. No, mm -hmm. you had a sneak peek of enlightenment, but then there is work to do in that direction to really incarnate it and bring it in your life. Yeah. It's not enough to see this kind of stuff once. I had dozens of awakenings like this or different ones. There is an infinite range of awakenings like this you can have, but it's not just about how many, it's about how deep you go in each and how well you can bring each of them in your life. And so let's relate this to the topic, which is dating, relationships, uh, chronic illness. How, mm -hmm. how can someone maybe take these insights, uh, apply them to their daily life so that they can have a better, mm -hmm. you know, relationship yeah. with their partner? Well, ask yourself, how well is my life flowing? How much friction is there in everything I do, everything I say? How many contrasting thoughts I have in my mind? It's, it, there is no good or bad. You just assess your situation and you're like, oh, today I'm flowing really well. Everything I want to do, I can do. Anytime something gets in my way, I can just stay with it and it doesn't bother me. I don't suffer. So everything is good. The more you are in that situation in which everything that comes your way, you, you can notice how good it is for you, the better you're doing. The more we can say awake 
quote unquote you are yeah. instead yeah even if even if you're being successful you have a very attractive partner everything is going well but you're angry all the time mm. you wake up in the morning and you have a bad mm-hmm. black sensation eating you from within in the chest then it right, means right. you you have something to look at you have something I think to that's look a at. Yeah. A very important point you're making, which is what what is the degree of flow that you have yes. in your life? It doesn't matter how, you know, amazing your situation is on paper. You know, I can relate this to my own experience. When I was in high school, I was very successful on paper. I was top of the class, valedictorian, everything. And I felt so empty inside it was not worth any amount of success to feel so just not alive that I learned a lesson that if you are not in joy, if you're not in love with your experience, it's a reflection of what's happening within yourself, within your psyche, within your mind, more than it is of the external situation. And Sergio, I want to touch on, you know, some of what you do with your, your clients. Like, how can you, how do you go into their minds? How do you work with their emotions? Tell us something about your modalities and how you help your clients. Mm-hmm. So if I can be honest with you, I don't know because I change a lot and I'm super intuitive in what I do. So the structure, I have some structure, but uh, it applies up to a certain point. So the idea is... You want to first of first and foremost become aware, become aware of what is going on in your life and what triggers you emotionally. Especially if you're mm. a beginner, you want to start with your emotions. Especially if you have an analytical mind like mine and like the ones of the clients I help. Mm-hmm. You want to check what emotions appear the most in your daily experience. Because in the beginning, your level of enjoyment is given by your emotions. Are you angry mm-hmm. most of the time or are you joyful most of the time? And you want to just be able to notice it. If you can't notice mm-hmm. things, we cannot work. That's the first thing I teach. How I teach smart ways to become aware of stuff. I love and that. After you have become aware of that, you want to be able to, number one, dissolve that negative energy, let it go, allow mm-hmm. it to flow out of you with meditation, which is something I yeah. teach you personally in the one-on-one course. But then you also want to learn how to deal with it and let it go in your daily situations. So let's mm-hmm. say you're in a situation in which your partner makes a comment about you and you don't like it, you get all angry and upset. And number one, you've become aware. Oh, my girlfriend said um, that she, she noticed another guy at work and she may like it, like him. How does it make mm-hmm. you feel? And, and I feel a sensation in the chest and in the throat immediately get anxious. Good, you noticed, perfect. Now. When you will, when you will meditate, you will know how to let this emotion get out of you. So the next time you don't feel as bad if she says something similar. Yeah. Also, as she says that, if you are aware enough and you're comfortable enough with yourself, and if you have the courage to do that, which is something I teach you how to have, yeah, you will tell her how this makes you feel, and you will be like, "Hey, this is gonna make this is making me feel anxious. This is making me." question why I'm even with you and uh, mm-hmm. you want to be vulnerable a vulnerability is super important so you don't want to be like you I'm faithful woman yeah, 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 ah, yeah, it's not how yeah. you're supposed to be you're gonna be like you know, hey, that's... my experience that's what I'm feeling yeah. uh, that's where I'm having my weakness right now 
And you know, that's such an important, system. it's such an important point you're making that we have to be able to relate consciously without uh, letting our emotions take, take the best of us. Um, so I love that process of becoming aware of what is happening within you and being able to relate it in a way that's non-judgmental, exactly. that's not pointing fingers. And that actually builds that strength in relationship uh, that yes. allows you to go, you know, much further. So that's, that's like amazing. I love that. Um, you know, you mentioned some of these tools to increase your self-confidence, your self-worth. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, can you share with us how can someone, especially guys, right? How can mm -hmm. guys feel confident in where they stand with, uh, you know, their partner so that they can relate to them mm -hmm. in a healthy, vulnerable way? Yeah. So I will give you the strongest tool I found, which mm -hmm. is also the most readily available for everybody which is speaking the truth and i will give mm -hmm. you two two ways of seeing it one is if you sustain the truth the truth mm -hmm. will sustain you if you crush the truth the truth will crush you i love that i love that. or this is another one i really like speak the truth enough times and your world will become universal law Wow. I love so, that. Learn how to recognize what is true for you. Confidence is not something you build by doing affirmations or that's not how it worked for me. And that's mm -hmm. not real confidence. If at the core, your truth is that, well, not at the core, but deep down, your truth is that you are a loser. You can affirm to yourself, I am cool. I am alpha. I am worthy. I am this, I am that. You may convince yourself to some extent, but your rotten core will still be there telling you, no, dude, you, that's not what you really believe. There is some, some shit here for you to see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What is your rawest truth in the moment? Is that you're afraid? Then go say, I'm afraid. Is that ah. you desire her? I desire you. Is that you desire and you are afraid? I am afraid. You reject me, but I desire you. Mm. Okay. By affirming then, and really getting clear on your truth, step one. It's getting identify. clear. And exactly. Then you want to stay, you want to go with it. You want to stand with it. You want to sustain mm. it and it will sustain you so that you don't have to learn previously what to do and what to say in every situation. The truth changes all the time. Mm -hmm. If you want to speak it, it changes all the time. The silence at the core, no, that's always the same since all eternity, but the, the, the truth you can speak changes all the time. If you rely on it, on your ability to catch it and speak it when it comes up, everything will be taken care of for you. Mm. So and you will does, not have to think about it. Yeah. How, how does one start to catch the truth? Maybe they're unaware. Mm. Maybe they haven't identified yeah. where they're unaligned. How does well, one you start to catch yes. it? You start by sitting with yourself five minutes a day with your eyes closed and listening to the sensations in your, in your body and the thoughts in your mind. It's better if you start with the sensations because the sensations mm -hmm. are easier to distinguish and uh, they give more information. You want to learn how to, how to listen to your feelings. That's the first step to catch the truth. Oh. Okay, your, your feelings carry a deeper truth than your thoughts. Then mm -hmm. after a while, you don't need the feelings anymore. Like you, you, you will 
connect sure, to sure, your sure. being, which is like uh, for, for professionals. Sure. But for now, stay with <laughs> So, yeah, we'll start with the feelings. So by starting yes. with the feelings, by really f not using mm -hmm. the mind, or maybe we could say by not attaching too much significance to the mind yeah. and feeling these sensations, yeah, exactly. we can start exactly. to so understand where the truth yeah. really lies. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So you also want to you want to do this. Uh, in the beginning, you don't want to look for the absolute truth. You want to look for what feels the most truthful for you in the moment. Because mm -hmm. the more you look for the truth, the more you will notice how full of shit you are. Mm -hmm. Not the video. Okay. Yeah. So let's get back mm -hmm. to it. As you feel into where you're misaligned, you start to notice where is all the shit, right? Where is all mm -hmm. that bullshit that you're holding on to? So once mm -hmm. you start to notice this, uh, how do you start to transmute this shit into something powerful? Yes. If you want to. Yes. So once again, just by validating it in a sense by acknowledging it by staying with it so we call it shit but calling it shit is not um appropriate it's not helpful i think it's okay right we, we can think of it yeah. as the manure right we want to we yeah, want to turn shit into flowers so how do we do yes that? And yeah then you recognize that that is already flowers mm. so let's say you have some terrifying depression inside of you that is eating you alive every single day of your life mm -hmm. okay Sure. You sit down, you close your eyes, and with your awareness, you go in that sensation and you listen to it. You don't try to change it. You don't try to run away. You stay mm. with it. You become it. You savor it. You receive it for what it is unconditionally. It will give you unpleasant mm -hmm. sensations, unpleasant sure. experiences. You stay. Sure. You stay in the eye of the storm for as long mm. as necessary. Or that energy to tell you everything it has to tell you then eventually it will go away every mm. single feeling you're having is a message so you're it can be an unpleasant message it can you're be, embracing that yeah. you're embracing what is mm -hmm. happening you're not trying to yeah. reject it you're not trying to put it on a pedestal you're listening to that exactly yes Beautiful. yes and so you do as this if it was a, for about no, sorry, five. As, if, as if it was yeah yeah, as so if it was a this... child of yours. Ah, yeah. lovely, lovely. So you, you, know, you may I... you may have a child who is like, forgive me, you have a child who is the best child in class, who has the highest grade and everything. And then mm. you have a child who is stupid, maybe he's even handicapped and is giving you a lot of problems. Okay. 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 Who do you love the most? Both your children. It's, you yes. Can't say so that. you're, 
you have the terrifying depression and you have your highest love, your highest joy. Who do you listen to the most? Beautiful analogy. You you don't make a difference. Yes. It's all part of you. It's all part of yourself. So you can't reject. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. And through this process, you start to transmute and change. And it's not because you want to change. There's a beautiful quote by Rumi, uh, a mystic poet. And I think it's something along the lines of, if you have an enemy, you know, bring him in as your friend. If you've got these feelings mm-hmm. that you feel are your enemy you just invite them in as they're a friend a dear friend exactly in, into the house and they yeah. have a whole different experience of that of that bad thing it it, it yes. starts to transform and really that's how we channel our power when we stop rejecting parts of our of our self our psyche or emotion and just sit with it we start to transform and change because it's like all these little pieces of ourselves are like little kids when you bring them together and see the power in them mm-hmm. the way they start they start behaving in a completely different manner but it's by bringing the awareness right to that point and sitting with it that it really starts to become yours to manipulate and control in the way you want it to Mm -hmm. instead of this emotion that's just you know swirling around doing whatever Mm -hmm. so i really uh think that's a very important uh tool that you've shown our audience of how to actually take these these things these emotions these feelings Mm -hmm. and to start to harness them in the, in the direction that they want to take their life. I love that. So Sergio, can you share uh, with our viewers a little bit about how they can get started? Maybe if they're interested in learning more about the techniques you teach and, you know, embracing some of your methods, how can they start to get a foot in the door for this kind of, style of uh transmuting their emotions and their feelings into something that's gonna help them yeah Yeah. then i will share a little uh, personal story i had recently so the the basic first level you do is what i said before you sit down you close your eyes you breathe slowly you bring your awareness in your body and you notice where the tensions are in your body and you learn to relax them over time you will become able to distinguish muscular tension from physical pain, from emotional tension, from energy that is moving in the body. Mm. And they are all, they all have different savers, but this takes, it just takes practice and you will just learn, you will understand. When you find the tension, you relax in it and you let that energy run through you. You surrender, you say, you let it do whatever it wants to do with you. And that can be relatively easy, like with some anger or some fear, or it can get very hardcore. Like for example, look at this. This is a bullet shell, a nine millimeter bullet shell that a friend of mine gave me after we went to, so I was traveling with the master who teaches me chiropractic and Chinese medicine to a city, a small, very small town actually, Uh where we would do a lot of therapy on people, a lot of body therapy, chiropractic Mm -hmm. and other stuff. And during the last night when we were there, 
I was sleeping in this very small and uh, ugly room, we can say. And then I started hearing shootings of machine guns in the background, like, and I'm terrified. I'm like, no, what is happening here? Yeah. Why did they come to Colombia, right? And I don't understand what's going on because, like, why they would start shooting? And the shootings are very close to me. Like, they are 20 meters from where I sleep. And the hotel doesn't have a door. So if somebody wants to come in and <laughs> shoot with the machine gun in every you. single door, they can't do that, you know? Wow. And I was terrified. So what I do is that I, I, I get my underwear and then I go down the bed because <laughs> uh-huh. I'm afraid that some projectile might enter from the window and then the, the, the glass could fall onto me. That's my fear, actually. Or if somebody, wow. because if somebody comes in with a machine gun and wants to kill me, they will kill me even below the bed. It's like, that's how it's right. going. And so you can imagine the sensations I was having were very unpleasant. Absolutely. And so I, I applied because the only thing I can do is I apply my own teaching and I stay with the sensation that comes up. And it uh-huh. was this very bad electric discharge right from the heart, this fear of dying. Uh-huh. That I was considering the possibility of dying killed yeah. violently for real. I stay with this sensation and I let it run through me until mm-hmm. I find peace in it. Until mm. I find a deeper sensation in the heart that says, no, it's okay. Mm. If I die, it's fine, but I'm not going to die. Oh. Okay. And I could relax. I could relax with the shootings in the bag. Wow. <laughs> and this, this goes on for like, this goes on for like two hours. And I was, I was like this, I was surrendering my life to God. And yeah. it was pleasant. In the end, it became a pleasant thing to do. Oh my God. That okay, I found powerful. this core of okayness. So it's fine. Yeah. You know, everything Surrender. Else. Yeah. Exactly. That is exactly. amazing. That is just, yeah. you know, when you can achieve that, you know, you do have a certain level of mastery over your feelings and emotions. And being able to tap into mm-hmm. that space, you know, whether it's a machine gun that's shooting nearby or... It's a beautiful woman that you see that you want to approach. Having yes. that ability is life-changing. It's really life-changing. And mm-hmm. I want everybody that is interested in learning more about you to be able to find you, Sergio. Sergio, how can uh, the listeners and the viewers find you on social media? Mm-hmm. You can find me as Sergio Cantore on Facebook and LinkedIn okay. and as Sergio.Cantore on Instagram. Perfect. Or you can write me an email at Sergio.Cantore8 at gmail.com. Beauty. And we'll link uh, your socials in the description as well. So yes, absolutely. Sergio, I want to give a heartfelt thank you for taking the time to share with us your message, your purpose. Um, is there anything you would like to share with the viewers? Any message, anything you would like to offer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Trust that what is for you right now is exactly as it should be, even if it's ugly. Mm. If you listen mm. carefully enough, you can find the lesson in every situation you're being in. Mm. There is no mistake yeah. in existence. There is no mistake. What is, is, and cannot be any different than what is. What a beautiful message. 
Thank you so much, Sergio. Uh, I'm very honored to have you on this podcast, sharing your message. Thank and you. I look forward to the work you're doing. Uh, just for everybody's, you know, edification, Sergio's mission is to help a hundred men to uh, individuals actually to, um, you, you know, connect with their feelings and their relationships so that they can be full human beings. He works with analytical minded mm -hmm. people and you can follow him on his socials, which we'll link down below. Uh, Sergio, once again, an honor having you and I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you very much, Alok. Thank you very much for having me here. Bye all. Totally welcome. Bye all. Take care.